The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your arms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we begin this very beautiful season of grace and of purification and a deeper movement towards contrition, sorrow for sin, and appreciation of the passion and death of the Lord, we begin with this very beautiful uh, discourse from the Lord to his disciples. And what is interesting is that he is not here encouraging his disciples to give alms, to pray, and to fast. He doesn't say if you give alms or if you pray or if you fast. He says when you give alms, when you pray, and when you fast. These are not optional. This is what the Lord is telling his disciples. They must do these things. And when they do these things, there is a right way in which to do them. And there is a right purpose for which they are doing them. The Lord is seeking to accomplish something within them. And I think that that begins with the first reading today, which is yet even now, the Lord says, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. There is another line from scripture that I was reminded of when I was reading that last night, which is that the Lord gives the purpose of why he leads a soul into the desert. It says also in scripture, I will lead her into the desert and speak to her heart. And that is a reference to God and his people. It is also what he desired to accomplish in the Exodus and also what he desires to accomplish in seasons of penance and fasting is that the Lord might again speak to our heart. Sometimes the busyness of the world and the different attachments that creep in, they seem to smother out our heart. 
They cover our heart with other loves and other things that should not be there. And so sometimes we can then become deaf in a certain sense to the voice of the Lord. A season of penance and fasting opens up the heart again. It reorients the heart. The purpose of Lent is that our heart goes from being, in a certain sense, deaf to God to becoming a beautiful listening heart, a heart that is disposed to listening and to hearing God, a heart that is open so that he can speak to it. And it is for that purpose that we enter into this season. And so what the Lord says in his, the beginning here of the gospel for today, he says, beware in Greek or in other translations, it says, take heed, be watchful. And so what the church fathers, a lot of them say is that this is the call to that watchfulness of heart. This is a season when our hearts become and should be watchful so that what should not be there is kept away and what should be sought, God himself, is where the heart is oriented. And so he begins and he says, the first warning is, beware of practicing your piety or practicing your justice in order to be seen by others. Now that doesn't mean that our acts of piety or our almsgiving might not be seen by others. We might run into someone who is poor on the street and there might be other people around. And because there are other people around doesn't mean that we should not help that person. It just means that we should not help that person because there are other people around. We should help that person because we are seeking to help. We are seeking to give alms. We are seeking to do what the Lord has commanded us. But we should make sure that we are not doing it for vainglory. There are two things that can ruin all of our good actions, pride and vainglory. They can come in and they can rob even the best of actions of their merit. Pride and vainglory, thinking too much of ourselves or thinking and desiring too much the praise of others. That can come in and strip all of our good actions of what makes them pleasing to God. And so in the beginning of the gospel, the Lord gives a very particular warning against these things. To eradicate and to be watchful in our heart against any movements of vainglory and any movements of pride. And so in this season of Lent, we begin this Lent with an act of humility. We mark ourselves with ashes, remembering that we are dust and unto dust we will return. We begin this season of fasting with that act of humility, humbling ourselves so as to eradicate pride from our interior. What was very interesting, and I didn't realize this, but I was reading it through last night in St. Thomas's commentary, and he ties this whole scene with the fasting of the Lord when the Lord goes into the desert for 40 days, but also with the original sin of Adam and Eve. Because he says that three things are present amongst others in the sin of Adam and Eve. There is a sin at the level of the lower levels, the lower desires, a sin of gluttony. The fruit looked good to eat. There is also a sin at another level, which is at the level of vainglory. They desire to be like God. And then there is also a sin at the level of avarice and ambition, which is that they wanted to be like God without God. They wanted to know good and evil, to stretch out and take in things avariciously that should not be theirs but should be handed to them by God. 
And so what the Lord does when he goes into the desert for his fasting and for his penance for our sake to give us an example, and when he is tempted, he overcomes these three movements of the interior. He overcomes the temptation when the devil says, turn these stones into bread. He overcomes those lower level temptations. Then when the devil takes him to the pinnacle of the temple and says, jump off, he overcomes that temptation to vainglory. And then when the devil says to him, I will give you all of these kingdoms, when he takes him up the high mountain, the Lord overcomes that temptation to avarice and to ambition. And so what St. Thomas Aquinas says is that what the Lord is offering here in the gospel today is the remedy for all of these interior movements of the soul. And so fasting is what we take on board in order to overcome those lower temptations, those temptations of gluttony and other such things. But then almsgiving is to overcome that temptation to avarice, to accumulating what should not be ours, and instead we overcome that with almsgiving and giving to those who need And then that temptation to vainglory is overcome by prayer. Prayer is what humbles us. It reorients us. In prayer, we are remembering God and we are remembering who we are. We are remembering that he is creator and we are creature. And so these beautiful gifts that we are given to give alms, to fast, and to pray, they are for our benefit and for our sanctification. And we should do them always, as the Lord says, with the Heavenly Father in mind. We do them always for His sake, because He is the one who is truly offended by our sins. And so He is the one whom we should seek to make reconciliation with through our prayer, through our fasting, and through our giving of alms. And so as we begin this season of Lent, We take the Lord's example. He goes into the desert under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And we pray that that same Holy Spirit will guide us through this beautiful season and make our almsgiving, our prayer, and our fasting pleasing to the Heavenly Father. Amen.